What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change our generation. So today we're talking about the most getting outside of your comfort zone thing you possibly do, changing your mind. Because like really think about us humans, we're pretty set in our ways. And over this year, I've noticed like there's been some big differences in how I've been thinking and viewing nutrition. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about that. So we're going to be diving in. But before that, cue that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some girls. Limos in the windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Passive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your track. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sentiment. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I'm excited for you because really like I thought this one was kind of cool because I, I was really just thinking the other day. I was actually on a car ride. Uh, coming home from work and just thinking about like, there's actually been some big differences in how I view nutrition that have come over just this last year. And I think this is important to talk about just for the fact that so often it's easy to get stuck in our ways, get in the keto craze or get in the high carb phase or it's time to bulk, it's time to cut, like all these different things. It's easy to get dogmatic and just thinking one way. And so today we're just going to talk about three ways I've just kind of thought about things a little bit differently. I found new research. I found new perspectives. And this has really just changed how I'm starting to approach things. But if you like this, if you enjoy this, share this with just one person. But let's dive into this. So the first one, this one is calories are not as important as quality. So calories are not as important to quality. So the quality of your food matters much more than the calories you're actually having. And it's not that quality doesn't matter. But when I first started this nutrition journey, I started out thinking calories are the only thing that matters. As long as you hit your calories, as long as you got enough of whatever macronutrients in, whatever perfect ratios you needed, whatever, that you were going to lose weight, you were going to gain weight. Calories were the only thing that mattered. Then... I found new research, and this is where I was for quite a while, where really quality was the only thing that mattered. Like, I understood calories. Yeah, they had had an effect, but that's like 20, 30% of it. But really, the more research I've seen, calories, quality, they matter equally. Calories, quality, they matter equally. As they... They both have different roles as far as like what they're doing in your body. And just to completely discredit one or the other, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you can have all the all the perfect calories in the world. But if you're having nothing but protein shakes and jello, like, is that really what you want to make your body out of? But at the same time, you can have perfect nutrition. But if you're a thousand calories under, you're going to be doing tons of damage. Or if you're a thousand calories over, both of those situations, okay, a thousand thousand calories over or under for long periods of time, like both things are going to be equally negative. It's going to cause stress on your body. Either way you go, doesn't matter if the food's healthy or not. Now I, I wouldn't take this as just a pass to go eat whatever, but it's really just focusing on yes, quality matters, yes, quantity matters. What is going to work for you? Which really ties into my next one, which is I used to think more vegetables equal better gut health. 
and actually who was a huge proponent of changes for me was Courtney who comes on the podcast, you know, about every other episode at this point, but really gut health is much more than the vegetables you're eating. Like that's just a small component of it. There's stress. There's all the other nutrients that come from all the other different foods. Uh, there's the different supplements you're having. There's just the movement, getting outside in sunlight. All these different things are going to be affecting your gut health. And just having more vegetables might make that worse. It's like if you have SIBO, for instance, like your high fiber might not be what is going to be agreeing with you right now. And I've noticed this in my own health, uh, going back to like the calories we were just talking about. Over the last month or only about two months at this point, I've shifted from, I've always eaten quite a bit of animal protein. Like it's gone up and up, went from about half a pound a day to a pound. Now I'm close to about, actually easily at two pounds a day of animal meat. And I feel better than I have. I've actually cut down my vegetables by quite a bit. More seasonal fruit, uh, frozen berries as well, a lot of meat rice on the days I'm working out and I actually feel phenomenal. I've noticed just feeling great ever since that. My strength's been up, definitely hitting protein probably more consistently or actually probably going a little bit higher in protein than I was before. I don't want to say I wasn't hitting my protein before because I was really good about hitting at least 200 grams. I'm probably going a little bit above that now, which is great. But really just looking at how this interacts with your body and just finding out about all the different like different nutrients that are inside of like properly raised beef or properly raised chicken, like all these different nutrients that are in there that are so rarely talked about. And honestly, if I'm making a prediction 10 years from now, you've been around me lately. I've been talking about this quite a bit. I am betting that these things are going to have more of an impact on our gut health than we think right now. Going to have more of an impact on our metabolism than we think right now. Because there's all these different things that we're completely lacking in our diet right now if you're not eating properly raised meat. And I'll actually do a whole podcast uh, going into all those different nutrients because the carnosine, the creatine, all these different things, like I don't have them all off the top of my head. (laughs) So I'll go into a more dedicated process going over all these different nutrients so we can kind of dive in. And really, I found that some different resources that make getting all these things in much more affordable than just going down to the grocery store and buying grass fed grass finished meat there. Cause that is really where I see it's expensive when you're buying it online. I found amazing deals and it's awesome. <laughs> so stay tuned in the coming weeks. We'll start sharing some more about that as I really have gone more and more into this experiment. But yeah, really, at the end of the day, like there's so much more than just the vegetables and gut health. And I think we got really caught on that one aspect for a long time. And so I'm just interested to see, especially as gut health is really in its infancy, if you think about it, like 10 years ago, nobody talked about gut health. That was not even a thing. But now like things are coming along. And I'm interested to see how high quality meats or just meat in general might affect it on um, things like honey, like. We know that is like one of the most living foods you can be eating. Like there's so many different enzymes. There's so many different compounds. It's like over 300 different compounds if you're buying high quality honey that are in there. It's not just fats, proteins, and carbs. Like there's so many different things in there. How is that interacting with our guts? 
I don't know, but I feel good having the honey. So I added a little bit of honey every day. <laughs> but it'll be interesting seeing like the research start to come out and maybe seeing some different um, things going together that we just never knew about. So really, calories, they they matter. They're just as important as the quality you're eating. But also like focus on the quality as well. Like more vegetables doesn't equal better. Like listen to your body, listen to how your body feels because I, I mean, I cut out vegetables entirely for a week, and then I noticed I was craving a salad. I had a salad. I was great. I digested even felt better. So it's just finding that happy little medium. <laughs> okay, now moving on to number three. The third thing I've changed my mind on, and that one's that we're supposed to slow down in our 40s and 50s. Now, one of the first episodes we did was having Rose Hall on the podcast like a dear friendly friend of mine who is now i believe in her early 90s and still up and moving around and just it's incredible like she's living proof for my entire life like when you're in your 40s 50s like that's not you're not supposed to slow down yet but i think it's just to a whole new degree like really 50 that should be the new 30 you think about it, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're giving your body the nutrition it needs, when you're 50, I have a feeling that's to be more like the 30-year-olds of now. And you see abundance of these examples, especially going on social media. You'll see people in their 40s, 50s that are taking care of themselves, that are just absolutely crushing it, and they're killing it. Like they, Their bodies are good. Their health is good. I mean, obviously, that's just from what you can see, but... Mixing that with personal experience I have, like knowing people closely, shout out to my family here, like really taking care of themselves. But then the other side of this as well is just starting to understand more of the female side of the hormones of like how you're supposed to like really slow down and how much your metabolism slows down going through like menopause. And yes, it does slow down, but it doesn't slow down as much as we think it does, which is interesting. Actually, in general, our metabolism doesn't slow down as much as we think it does. Like, oh, I'm fasting. My metabolism is probably slowing down, but it's actually probably to a lower extent than you think. Oh, running's going to slow down my metabolism. We just talked about this in one of the previous episodes. It didn't have a huge impact on the total metabolic rate. Like, your metabolism, I, I just, there's one study. It's the Minnesota Starvation Study. Definitely not something ethically we could do nowadays, but it's a really interesting study because they literally starved people for months, uh, had them work just hours and hours and hours each day to the point where they literally left the study or by the end of it, they looked like people from a concentration camp almost. It was that extreme. It was insane. But they only found that their metabolism slowed by 20%. 20%, which is insane. When you think about it, like a lower resting metabolic rate of only 20%. Like you think, like we talk about, oh, my metabolism's broken online. Whereas like, no, your metabolism's not broken. Like that is an extreme, extreme, extreme example. And it's only dropping 20%. Not in a completely different perspective. Like the uh, cardio study we looked at, intense cardio week after week after week, high amounts of stress, 4% different. 
like our metabolisms are much more resilient than we think they are. It really just comes down to all the different aspects of metabolism. And we're not going to dive too much into that there because that's going to open up a whole other can of worms. But back to my original point, yes, your metabolism is going to be slowing down during menopause. But, but, but checking all the different areas of metabolism, making sure your meals are still on point, making sure you're still getting movement, making sure you're still exercising, making sure you're still building that muscle, and making sure you're managing your stress. Like This is the big one there, is like making sure your stress is managed, and when you take care of these things, that's where you start actually seeing the case studies and just people I've worked with that have continued to lose weight during those times. So it's not hopeless, which is awesome. It's not homeless. There's definitely things you can do. It just comes down. Really just sticking to the basics and keep doing the different things and making adjustments. Like in the past episodes, we talked about looking at your sleep, your hunger, your energy, your mood, your cravings. All these different things are going to be markers for your metabolism and making adjustments off those. It's going to be crucial. And it's going to be more challenging during that time having your hormones changing but it's still doable and that's what matters. So calories are just important as quality More vegetables don't equal better gut health. And then really 50, that's going to be the new 30 just depends on what you're doing now. And then a bonus for you. You hear me, <laughs> you hear me talk about affirmations in uh, quite a negative light, quite a, quite a bit on the show. If you go back and listen to the previous episodes, I kind of I kind of shit on affirmations pretty constantly. <laughs> and it's because, you know, at one point I did do affirmations and I saw zero results, zero changes in my life. But you know what? I added affirmations back in years later, coming from a different perspective. I've actually noticed changes. <laughs> Not nearly as big as like what the gurus online talk about, but just like more positive thoughts by just simply writing down simple affirmations each day. Like uh, one that I write down right now is I have so much abundance and it really just gets you in that abundant mindset. What I think is more the problem is putting affirmations. It's like putting the cart before the horse. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you're not doing the work already, affirmations are probably not going to help you too much. <laughs> it's putting the cart before the horse. Like you, you got to put the work in too. But I do find that now this is like getting me dialed into the the mindset I want on a daily basis. And that's where I think it's powerful. I still stand by like very overrated still. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I still think it's overrated, but definitely something like as you're doing the work, like having those affirmations in there, telling yourself, like really changing your personality or not personality, your identity, like what you identify as in your own head, like that's going to be crucial and affirmations are going to be powerful for this. So underrated, I'd say if you're using it right, but very overrated and just the general way is talked about at this point, but huge shift there. I don't completely retract it all because I feel like before it was kind of funny, but that's just my sense of humor, but whatever. (laughs) 
So what things have changed for you guys? Reach out to me. Feel free to share. Like, that's awesome. Because like, really, this is this is what it's about. Like, losing fat is about getting outside your comfort zone and changing these things. It's going to help you get better and better and better over time. But thank you, guys. Remember, share this is just one person. It's about change your generation. But in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.